Lazarus, and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. They were all very excited to see Jesus. They prepared a dinner in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus ate with Jesus. Then Mary took a jar of really, really, really expensive perfume and poured it over Jesus' feet. When she was finished, she wiped Jesus' feet with her hair. Mary did this to show how grateful she was to God for sending Jesus to them. The perfume smelled so wonderful, the whole house was filled with its fragrance. But Judas, the disciple who would soon betray Jesus, was not happy. That perfume was so valuable. It cost a whole year's worth of pay. We should have sold it and given the money to the poor. Judas didn't really care about the poor at all. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Selling the perfume would mean more money for him. Judas was selfish and ungrateful, but Jesus defended Mary. Leave her alone. She is doing this because she understands what is about to happen to me. She is showing me great honor while she can, while I'm here. She won't always be able to do this. Mary was grateful, and that helped her do a great thing for Jesus. His arrest and his trial and crucifixion and then death on the cross. Because the leaders of the temple and the Pharisees are out to get him. So, he pauses and goes to the house of Simon, his friend, on the way to Jerusalem so he could have some relaxing, so he could have some time to rest and some fellowship before he heads off for that last few days. And that's what's happening here. Jesus has gone to Simon's house. And they decide, as Jesus has turned up, to welcome him, they're going to have a meal. And a few of the people who are in the house are Martha, Mary, Lazarus, and of course Simon, whose house it is. And they show Jesus honor by welcoming him in. He was weary. But here in Simon's house, he could rest and feel safe. They feed him and give him this big, enormous celebratory meal. And they give him attention. Here in Simon's house was a home where Jesus was the honored guest. And we too make our homes places where Jesus is the honored guest. Our homes are places where there is nothing that would cause, cause Jesus hurt, embarrassment, or pain. Our homes are places where Jesus would feel completely at rest and honored and welcomed. Now, what do I mean by that? It means that when Jesus comes into our home, he's already come into our homes, hasn't he? Because we've already said, I love you, Jesus. So he is the unseen guest in our home. He's already in our home. But the way we make him, make him welcome and love him is that in our home, there's no room, there's no cupboard, there's no box under the bed, there's no file on the computer in which we wouldn't be ashamed to let Jesus see. There's nowhere that he can't look. It would mean he would have free reign to go all over our house. We'd have nothing to hide. We give all aspects of our lives and homes to him. 
and we honour him by husbands, by worshipping and respecting and loving your wives. And as wives, we honour Jesus by loving our husbands and supporting them and partnering with them. And children, I'm not forgetting you. We honour God by obeying our parents because our parents are God's representative in our house. Noah's getting a very hard look over there, so he is. <laughs> Poor Noah. <laughs> in some houses, people leave an empty chair at the dinner table to remind them that Jesus is with them at the meal. So maybe this week we could try that. Leave an empty table as we sit down to eat and see if it changes our attitudes and our conversations around the dinner table. More later. Thought in mind. We're going to come to a time of confession in our hearts. And we all respond in different ways, don't we? We all show our love in different ways. And nowadays, we probably would call them our love languages. There's five of them, isn't there? And we all, we've all read the book, haven't we? Yeah, we've all read the book. It's on my shelf, anyway. And we show love in different ways. And for example, um, when I go to the supermarket, I always buy a little gift for Tim. It can be a bar of chocolate or a plant for the garden or his favourite beer, and I bring it home. And that's how I show my love for him. Um, and the three people in our Bible reading all showed love for Jesus, but in three very different ways, but, dif but equal ways. Martha, for example, she was the server. There was a meal happening. Whoa, she was in heaven. She was there with a rolling pin, and she served Jesus and would have continued serving Jesus till she dropped down with exhaustion. Because that's how she showed love, isn't it? And many of us are like that. And then we have Lazarus. Now, when we read in the Bible that he was reclining, doesn't mean that he was a lazy fella. He came and Jesus was in the room and he sat at his feet, listening and talking and hearing and responding. And that is how he expressed his love for Jesus. And as Lazarus lay down there, because that's the way they actually lay in those days, they sort of had low tables and lay down. So as, G as Lazarus lay there, Jesus would have known that he loved him, and that's how he was expressing his love. And then we have Mary. She was a bit over the top, wasn't she? A bit extravagant. The way she expressed her love. Now, we know from earlier on in the Bible that she did spend time sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him. And we remember from that encounter, don't we, that she got in trouble with Martha because Martha wanted her back in the kitchen, but that wasn't Mary's way. And this day, in our Bible reading, she took it, well, I was going to say one step further, but it was more than one step, wasn't it? She took it a whole leap further. Not only did she sit at his feet, she opened this most expensive perfume, and she poured it on his feet. I can't demonstrate this next bit, but she got her hair. Danny could. Could you imagine, Danny, getting your hair out and wiping Grant's feet with them? That is what Mary did. She poured the perfume and then wiped his feet. Now, I don't particularly like feet, particularly men's feet. 
So in my view, Mary must have loved Jesus from the bottom of her heart. She showed her love for him in such a way that no one could miss it. The whole room smelt of it. But people were shocked. They were horrified. They were embarrassed and they grumbled. Now, Mary's way of honoring Jesus was no better or no more special than the way Martha or Lazarus honored. It was just different. Each of them showed their love in the best way they could, and that is what we're called to do, to show Jesus we love him in the best way that we can. Now, when Tim goes to the supermarket, <laughs> he doesn't bring me home any little gifts. But when Tim goes to the supermarket, it's because he's seen that I'm exhausted, and he says, give me a list and I will go. And that's the way he shows his love for me. I'm not very good at accepting it. Each of them, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, honored Jesus completely. And Jesus received their gifts from their hearts fully and with delight. And now we are going to praise God, to praise Jesus in words again. Bulls went to Bethany. Jesus had friends who lived there. Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. They were all very excited to see Jesus. They prepared a dinner in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus ate with Jesus. Then Mary took a jar of really, really, really expensive perfume and poured it over Jesus' feet. When she was finished, she wiped Jesus' feet with her hair. Mary did this to show how grateful she was to God for sending Jesus to them. The perfume smelled so wonderful, the whole house was filled with its fragrance. But Judas, the disciple who would soon betray Jesus, was not happy. That perfume was so valuable. It cost a whole year's worth of pay. We should have sold it and given the money to the poor. Judas didn't really care about the poor at all. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Selling the perfume would mean more money for him. Judas was selfish and ungrateful. But Jesus defended Mary. Leave her alone. She is doing this because she understands what is about to happen to me. She is showing me great honor while she can, while I'm here. She won't always be able to do this. Mary was grateful, and that helped her do a great thing for Jesus. So we've looked at honoring Jesus in our home and in our hearts. And now we're going to look at honoring Jesus in the here and now. Now, what does that mean, here and now? You can just imagine the scene back in Simon's house with Martha rushing around. He's here, let's have dinner, quick, where's my rolling bin type attitude. And Lazarus, we've no idea what he was doing beforehand, before Jesus turned up. But whatever he was doing, he stopped doing it. And he sat down with Jesus and spent time. And Mary also took the moment, possibly to escape from the kitchen. 
And she grabbed that perfume and overcome with love, anointed Jesus' feet. It all happened unplanned and in the moment. And that is what our reading is showing us. There is always our opportunities to worship together on a Sunday when we plan to come and be together to worship and honour Jesus. But what about at other times? God wants our love and our worship to be spontaneous. And we can do that on Sundays and on the other six days of the week. Perhaps during the week as you're walking through town and you see a homeless person, we can pop into the nearest cafe and buy them a tea and a sandwich. Or when we're doing our Bible reading and we feel that prompting to spend more time, to delay what's coming next, just to remain in God's presence because it's such a special place to be. Or you may be moved in your worship, in the worship on a Sunday morning, to sing out loudly in that heavenly voice that God gives us to worship him in. Or we may be moved to humble ourselves, to kneel down or lie down and worship God in that way. But all of these things can feel a bit scary, can't it? The man on the street, as you give him the sandwich, may go, thanks, mate but I'm vegan. <laughs> or we may go, but it's raining and my washing's on the line and I need to get it in. Or if we lie down in worship, someone might come up and ask us, are we all right? Do we need help? Do we need to call the men in grey coats? Will I look stupid doing any of these things? Well, in our reading... Mary caused a huge hullabaloo, didn't she? So much so that we're still talking about it over 2,000 years later. And Jesus said to the rest of them, leave her alone. He was over the moon with her offering. Martha, Mary and Lazarus took the opportunity that was suddenly offered them to worship Jesus and to honour him. And we should look for those opportunities too each day at home, in school, on the train, at work, on the bus. And as we learn to see those moments, we will recognize them more and more often, and our lives will be taken up more and more in honoring Jesus in the here and now. Amen.